Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home to perform one farz salat in Masjid Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The reward is equivalent to one thousand farz salat elsewhere in the world or in any other masjid. One far salat in Masjid Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam The reward is of 1000 far salat And this reward that is given Is to men folks and women folks Both Masturat ko bhi ye sawab milta hai Mardo ko bhi ye sawab milta hai One question that is usually raised is with regards to women coming to the masjid and performing salat with the appointed imam of the masjid as in the congregation in that manner like how the men folks perform salat the ulama have differences of opinion to understand this masla it is very very important if in a locality a masjid provides that facility that there is a completely separate entrance from the men and there is complete isolation where 100% parda is maintained a separate entrance a separate wuzukhana ablution area and separate toilets and when the women perform salah, the women can't see the men, and the men can't see the women. This is one basic condition. Secondly, the woman that comes to the masjid to perform salah, she should be covered from head to toe, all in full burqa. That is a must. And we can't have ladies coming to the masjid wearing burqa that is fashionable. A lot of the women nowadays, they tend to wear burqa. And even in their burqa, the style of wearing the burqa is such that it is an in- invitation to the gair maharim that look at me. So that is not how you wear your scarf 
Burqa means that when someone looks at you, he has no idea of the figure or who that particular lady is. That is Burqa. Like in the time of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was performing atikaf and in the night two of the wives of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to meet him and they were fully covered in burqa and the companions were passing by Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam stopped them and said that I am not talking to someone who is my gair mahram but they are my maharim and this story was mentioned to you the hadith even in Juma. Absalallahu alayhi wa sallam said to the companions, Ashaytanu yajri ka majrid dami, that the shaitan flows inside the human being like how blood flows. Muhaddisin have said that if the companions were aware that Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam was talking to the maharim to his own wives, then there was no need for Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam to explain to them. But the way the burqa was worn was in such a way that even the companions could not know who Huzur alayhi salatu was talking to. So when a woman comes to the masjid, she should be covered from head to toe, completely. With that, the husband should also know where she is going. So it's not jive for her to exit the house and to go and perform namaz in the masjid whilst the husband is phoning elsewhere that do you know where my wife is? That's not jive. So she has to take permission from the husband where the husband is satisfied that whilst her exit from the house until her entry to the masjid the door of fitna will not open with all these conditions some of the fuqaha have said then if a woman asks permission that I want to go and perform salah in the masjid then permission should be given to her in the case of masjid Omar for an example if the women are listening at home now they say okay fine we want to come and perform salah in masjid Omar you can't why we haven't got that facility but if that facility is provided like alhamdulillah in masjid nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam that facility is even more profound than masjid haram the saudi government faces a problem in makkatul mukarramah because men and women must have that opportunity to make tawaf of Khana Kaaba and it is this tawaf that is the difficult point it is this tawaf and I think it is uh, in the months of Ramadan and also in the time of Hajj in the months of Hajj that there is no one there in the Mataf separating the men from women because of the massive gatherings they have there and that force of people going in one direction but other than that in the other months there are special people there who stop women from coming too close to Khanai Kaaba pushing them aside that if you want to do tawaf do it from the outskirts if you want to do tawaf do it in the, from the outskirts even the masla of tawaf if there are a lot of people there 
a lot of men there. It is not jayas for a woman to make tawaf of Khana Kaaba where she is pushed from all corners, from all types of people. It is not jayas. She should uh, select a time for herself, possibly after tahajjud or after fajr or after zuhr. If it's hot, sometimes if it's too hot, there are not so many people there making tawaf. Whatever time is suitable and where there are not so many men around where parda can be maintained, that is the time she does tawaf of Khanai Kaaba. The Saudi government have worked extremely hard for this. Extremely hard. Even people like, uh, and this is what one must give credit to the Saudi government, uh, when it comes to the, the parda, at least in masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and in masjid haram People like Albani, uh, who was uh, he was a teacher, a professor in Masjid in the Medina University and Albani spoke out against Parda that it is not important, Parda is not important and for that he had to leave Saudi Arabia and I believe that he is in Syria Wallahu alam. so they are very very strict and when you see Masjid Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Alhamdulillah the entry for the women is completely, completely separate. The toilets are separate. Everything inside, there are police women there looking after everything. Everything is dealt with women. So that is why some of the ulama say that if one is not a resident of Madinatul Munawwara, then if she wants to go and perform salat in Masjid Nabwi, because that facility is there, she is allowed to go and perform salat in the masjid behind the appointed imam but then we even get some scholars people like marhum al-bana yusuf ludiyanwi rahmatullah alayhi who in his fatawa disagrees with this also he says no the, the women folk should not go and perform salat in the masjid he says no that is his opinion but there are ulama who give ijazah that if all these conditions are there, then it is jayis for a woman to go. But even with all these conditions being met, the fuqaha, the contemporary ulama, especially ulamai ahnaf, the fatwa they give that it is better for the woman to perform her salat in her own private chamber, in her own private room, than her local masjid. It is better, it is more rewarding. And the hadith they produce for that is the famous hadith of Hadrat Umm Hamad radiallahu ta'ala anha. She had the habit of performing all her namaz five times a day in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam behind Hadrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. She came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and she says, Ya Rasulullah, I want to perform all my namaz behind you. That was the love she had for Nabi Kareem. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Hadrat said to her that I am aware of your wish I am aware of your wish but it is more rewarding for you to perform your Salat in your own room than behind me Now if Huzur Alaihi Salat was Salam is saying to a Sahabiyah that it is better for you to perform Salat in the house, that is why Mufti Yusuf Ludiani rahmatullah looks at this hadith, the, the hadith that are there and says, well, if this fatwa was given 
decision by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself then it is better for the women to perform salat in their own rooms and safety is in that it is very very difficult in fact sometimes uh, even if the entry is too close it is difficult to to maintain that parda so these are the conditions if all these conditions are there then if the woman decides to go and there's facility provided then the ulama give ijazat especially in masjid nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam women do have that opportunity they want to make ziyarat of masjid nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and also give salat was salam to hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and therefore ijazat is given to them to perform in masjid haram and also in masjid nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam with with full parda from head to toe alhamdulillah there are some women who at least honor and respect the haram of masjid nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that when they enter the masjid they cover the the face and the cover, covering the face that is parda that is very very important uh, don't take any offense to what i say my brothers even for the women who are listening at home hazrat aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha she said to the women that are, that were around her that if huzur alayhi salatu was salam was alive today she was only 18 when ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away kitni umar thi sirf 18 saal how young she was but yet we receive approximately 2/3 of islam from her huzur alayhi salatu was salam passed away and she was 18 years of age the first half is imagine the knowledge allah blessed her with So she says, if Huzur alayhi salatu was salam was alive today, I know the mizaj, I know the tabi'at, the temperament of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, he would stop women from performing salat in the masjid. That is very, very important. A lot of the people who come to make ziyarat of the masjid, the first question they put forward, and they love that. <laughs> Subhanallah. They say, are women allowed to come to the masjid? and they make a mockery they make a mockery they really uh, don't understand the real reason why women don't come to the masjid it's not about someone being superior the male folks being superior and women being inferior wala hawla wala quwwata illa billah that is not the case but it is parda in islam there is a separation there is hijab there is a veil uh, subhanallah where men are in a different area and women are in a different area because we don't have that facility that is why women don't come here and it is the facility that is the main reason when someone came to me and he said to me why do don't women come and why are men and women separate so i said facility kya hai facility ki wajah se subhanallah when you go to shops you have men's clothes downstairs and women's clothes upstairs can you go to the shopkeeper and say oh you you are prejudiced and you are discriminating women or discriminating men from women or whatever the clothes should be together men and women that can insaf ho can you imagine 
a woman fighting with Mike Tyson? Huh? Can you say, oh, equality, equality, equality? Are by equality? Allah has created men different from women. Physically they are weak. Men are stronger. Har cheez mein, ab dekhe sports mein. Men are separate, women are separate. Hoi nahi sakta. Alhamdulillah, Allah ka fuzlo karam until today, even when it comes to toilets, men, separate women, separate. Allah na kare kabhi, aisa ko unisex system aja. Yani, besharmi, there is no limits. When modesty is taken out, haya is taken out, anything can happen. That is why one of the signs of Qiyamah, Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, I said that is why you get people today who are nudists. They say that it is only natural to walk naked. It is only natural to walk naked. And only if they would read their own Bible, Adam alayhi salatu was salam ka kya hal tha? Ya bani Adam khuzur zinatakum. يا بني آدم قد أنزلنا عليكم لباسا يواري سوآتكم مريشا سبحان الله الذي That is the reason why men are separated from women not in any way that they are inferior and we have to explain that to them that is why for, for women there is no Jumah Salat Jumah? No A woman cannot perform Jumah at home because one of the conditions of Jumah is that they have to perform behind a male imam a male imam and at home this condition is not there so they have to perform zuhur salat unless they go to a masjid to perform juma then they will read juma salat behind the appointed imam likewise for women there is no idain Salatul Eid. Eid al-Fitr ki namaz is only for men. Eid al-Azha ki namaz is also for, for, for men, not for women. So there is no Jumu'ah and there is no Jama'at for women. According to the Fuqaha of Ahnaf, for women to do Jama'at, it is makruh. It is makruh. Imam Shafi'i rahmatullah holds a different opinion, but majority of the people here are Hanafi, and we can concentrate on the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah According to the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah it is makruh. So there is no jama'at also for women. It is not jayis for a woman even to recite Qur'an-i Kareem in a loud tongue, even when she is performing salat in the house. They say like in Maghrib the Imam What would happen if I say Allah Akbar in Maghrib Salat and stay quiet? You people will be wondering <laughs> What namaz are we saying? And someone should say Subhanallah remind the Imam Sahib That we are performing Maghrib Salat Wahafi Sahib ka kissa pata hai na aapko Tarawi was a newcomer in India he completed his Qur'an and an opportunity was given to him, mashallah, to perform Salat, Taraweeh. And Taraweeh is not easy. When he went into Sajda, he was so scared, he was reciting the next page in the, in the posture of Sajda, and the ayats were not coming into his mind, so he stayed in Sajda, 
and there was a window open, they just jumped out of the window <laughs> and all the Muslims all the Muslims were some of the people you know, they get very edgy about things like that was subhanallah, what kind of a Sufi Sabi is he? just doesn't want to come out from sajda, kuch haan until someone from the back peeped peeped to see he's the Imam Sahib <laughs> a young person, half is just finished and he was so scared subhanallah and until obviously the, the namaz was nullified, they had to repeat everything and they found the Hafiz Sahib eventually and it was not his fault also now Jawan, some of them are 15, 16, 17, there is no experience in some localities for him to do that, it is wrong obviously you can excuse him so there is no Juma, there is no Jamaat some of the ulama have given ijazat for an example, the fuqaha of uh, Hanabila, Imam Ahmad bin Hamdullah for them it is they go as far as saying it is mustahab like in the month of Ramadan if there is a hafiza, if a lady who knows the Quran by heart then women can perform jama'at behind them that is with some of the fuqaha and the dalil for that is that Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and other sahabiyat would gather in a house and they would do imamat, they would perform salat in the jama'at manner some of the fuqaha have even said that if a lady recites the Qur'an loudly, her namaz is not valid. Her namaz is not valid because the voice is also farda. Voice is also farda. That is why some of the women who have this habit of casually talking, even whilst the face is covered and farda is there, but yet they talk very neatly in front of a gair mahram. We can ask the fuqaha and the mufti and the izam to what level, to what degree is that jayz. So this is the masla of women performing salat in the masjid. If all the conditions are met, then it is jayz for them. But it is more rewarding for the women to perform salat in their own private homes. Obviously the masajid that are built nowadays don't have that facility, but in one city you might get one or two masajid in the Muslim world, in the Arab countries, that facility is there that is why a lot of the times our brothers who come from the Middle East, when they come here, they, they say to me Aynan Nisa, why do you stop the women coming? why do you stop the women coming? Subhanallah and then you have to sit and then you have to explain to them because their culture is so different they have the facility the, the masajid there they have mashallah all the facility big masjid women on one side, men on one side and it is jayz but the fuqaha even now the Arab scholars are giving fatwa that it is better for them to read namaz in their homes because of the fitna Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to make amal on what has been said. Whilst we are on the subject of namaz, a lot of the musalli that, that come to the masjid, they are sometimes very, very neglectful from basic things in salat, which they think that the way they have performed salat is correct, but in fact, in a way, they have missed out from something that is wajib, something that is wajib. And they are not aware of it at all. 
So it is important. The first question from Hukukullah that we will be asked on the day of Qiyamah is regarding Salat, Namaz. So we have to make sure the Namaz has to be perfect. SubhanAllah, if we want to give a gift to someone who is honorable, we will do the packing properly, we will buy something expensive, because that person in front of you is honorable. So even the gift that you give him should be to his status. Subhanallah, we are presenting our namaz to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like a gift. Will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our salat? That is why we have the fara'is, the wajibat, the sunan in namaz. So the namaz can be balanced properly. Qawma and jalsa in namaz is what? Wajib. What Wajib. If I'm going to stand up to show you, I have to stand up with all these gadgets. Uh, one, one, two, mashallah, just stand up. It is, any volunteers? Jazakallah. Jazakallah. Uh, if you go in ruku, if you go in ruku for me. Now this is mashallah, perfect ruku. Now when you stand up from ruku, can you stand up? Uh, this position is called qawma. If you sit at the back and monitor people performing the sunnah salah, and if you have pen and paper to write their names, to see how many people have completed their coma, you will see that you'll have a massive list of names that their coma is incomplete. And even before standing up straight, they want to dive into sajda. <laughs> Literally, walana, dive into sajda. So this is coma. And according to Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi, this position is wajib. Please don't forget. Nabhule. Apne bachyo ko bhi sikhaye. Apne masturat ko bhi sikhaye. This posture is wajib. Ruku is far as, sujood is far as, but this is wajib. So if you miss out from this clean position, standing up straight, erected like this, you have missed out from your wajib. If you are in a rush, subhanallah, complete your work and then perform your sunnah. Kya hai? Itni bi rush kya Unless you go home and perform your sunnah. Jazakallah. And, fastini jo, yeah? And jalsa, jalsa is to sit in between the two sajda. So if you go, this is sajda, the first sajda, and mashallah. And sit. Sit. This, this jalsa again is wajib. This may be kotahi hori. A lot of the brothers, mashallah, we send them very, very quickly. Some of the people who are old, they feel that because of our age, we are somewhat immune from all, from, from all this wajibat and the farais. No. If you are healthy, some of the old people are even more healthy than the young people. Khansab, for they one. Alhamdulillah, Allah tadrusti de. You have to sit properly. That is wajib. If you see how they perform salat, mashallah, with great ease they go into sajda, stand up and sit again. There are also tasbihat you can pray. Allahumma khfirli, Allahumma khfirli, Allahumma khfirli. Another tasbih is hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fi. So this is wajib. Don't miss out from your wajib.
when you perform your salah, make sure you perform your qawmah and you perform your jalsa properly. Another very, very important muslim. When the imam is in ruku, we get people rushing. They come, I won't say sprinting, come very, very quick to get that posture with imam, to meet the imam in ruku. A lot of people have this habit. Imagine I'm standing and the Imam Sahib is in Ruku. Straight away, Allahu Akbar. Now, one thing that he has got, mashallah, his raqad because he found the Imam in Ruku. But Namazi His Namaz is not valid. His Namaz is not valid. Why? Because Qiyam is fun. Qiyam is fard. When you say Allahu Akbar, that is takbir-e-tahrima. So you say Allahu Akbar, okay, you can omit subhanakallahumma salah for the time being. So if you say Allahu Akbar, that is takbir-e-tahrima. And after takbir-e-tahrima, you have to do qiyam. Ek lamhe ke liye ho, qiyam is fard. And generally a lot of people don't realize, they forget the takbir, Allahu Akbar. They go straight down. And there is no qiyam. If there is no qiyam, then there is no salat. Qiyam is farz. Your namaz is not valid. Subhanallah. What will happen? You will only miss one rakat. You will miss only two rakats. You will only miss three rakats. What will happen? But pray with ease. Say, Allahu Akbar, takbir-e-tahrim, Allahu Akbar. Stand for a bit. And then go down in ruku. And if you find the imam and yourself in, in that one posture, at least to the limit of one Subhan Rabbi Al-Azim, then you have the Raka'at. If you are saying Subhana and the Imam Sahib stands up, you haven't got that Raka'at. If you say Subhana Rabbiya and you have, you, and the Imam Sahib has said Sami'allahu liman hamida, you haven't got that Raka'at. You and the Imam both in Ruku to the to that time limit of at least one Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim or Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, Sujood Ki Jo Tasbihat at least to that limit. And if you say one Tasbih, that means you have one Raqa'at. Is Mas'alai ko achhi tarikai se samjhe mere azizo, taaki humari namaz kya hai? Kharaab? No. Another important masla is about people coming to the masla, Allah Hu Without Tawfi. <laughs> Without Tawfi. And in uh, some of the pro, you know, what do you say, Hindustani massage, you know, wearing a topi, you see. Liberal minded people. All are welcome. All are welcome. So you get people who don't wear topi. Now, one, what is the hukum of Topi. In the Arabic language, topi is known as kalansua. A lot of people say, oh, where is it in the hadith kalansua? Topi is in Bukhari Sharif. Topi is in Bukhari Sharif. I personally came and noted it before coming here, kalansua. Anyone is welcome to see Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een. Kalansua means topi. Is topi, what is the hukam of topi kalansua in your salah? Allama Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi rahmatullah alayhi A great Buzru Not only is he recognized 
mashallah, by the ulama of Hindopak, of the subcontinent, but he is well known in the Arab world, a man who has written a famous book of Talbis Iblis. And in Talbis Iblis, Shaykh Ibn Al-Qayyim Al-Jawzi Rahmatullah says, let alone in namaz, even outside namaz, for any Muslim to walk bareheaded, it is makruh. It is makruh. Because now it has become a fashion, short back and sides, or you have short hair from here and spiky hair. <laughs> spiky hair. MashaAllah, with spiky hair he is there walking. It is a fashion. It's spiky. So it is a fashion. So you are following a trend. And because of that it is makruh. Generally, Imam Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi says that no, a Muslim should wear topi. Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jilani not only was he a great Sufi, but he was a great muhaddis of his time and a great mufassir of his time. And Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jilani even gives a fatwa that even outside namaz, if you don't cover your head, it is makruh. It is makruh. So what is the condition of salat? Aapi fasla Some of the mufassireen in this ayat karima where Allah says, Ya Bani Adam, khudu zinatakum inda kulli masjid. Ya Bani Adam, khudu zinatakum inda kulli masjid. This is ayat karima verse of the Quran. Some of the mufassireen under this ayat karima have said, which is translated as, O Muslims, beautify yourselves, purify yourselves when you go and perform sajda, when you go to the masjid. And beautifying yourself, muhaddisin and mufassirin have even said, it is to cover your head. It is to cover your head. And the habit of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was always, that when he would stand on the musalla, he would wear an amama. He would wear an amama. Amama alan kalansuwa, amama with the Topi. Sometimes there was a handkerchief or a cloth in the inside part of the topi because Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would put olive oil in his auspicious hair zulfa and so to avoid the stain to go directly on the amama there was a special cloth in the inner part of the topi Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would put that cloth then the topi and on top of the topi Huzur Alaihi Salatu Wasallam would tie his Amama, and this is the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That is why this is not a fatwa of someone who uh, is from Dalum Devban. No, Olamai Ahnaf, Olamai Ahnaf, Olamai Ahnaf are of the opinion that to perform salah without your topi it is makruh. They classify wearing the topi in Salat as being the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If Ab Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not have his Amama, then he had his Topi Mubarak. So this is very very important. Another Masla is about your Izar. We have a lot of brothers coming into the Masjid quickly when they, they have completed their Wuzu they have this habit of folding the izar above their ankles. And the minute salam is done and when they put on their shoes slowly, it's unfolded and the trousers comes down again. Some of the ulama say that this is gunahe kabira. What is 
You don't have to be naraz, my respect, because I am just a mouthpiece explaining to you what I have read from and the knowledge that we have been given by our scholars, our teachers, what is recorded in the kitab, what is in the hadith. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam saw one sahabi and his trousers well was well below his ankle. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam said to him, Anybody? Stand up. And the companion stood up. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam said to him, lift your izar up. And Absalallahu alayhi wasallam said to him that your izar should be halfway from your kneecap until your ankle. This much. Then Absalallahu alayhi wasallam said to him that otherwise it should be above you. The second stage is it should be above your above your ankle. So brothers who are not wearing kurta, sometimes it can be difficult to have izar as high as that. But at least with above your ankle. In the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it is said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not look at three types of people. Yani they can give me. Allah will not look at them from the three one is that individual who has this habit of where his trousers is always dangling down and it is uh, subhanallah above uh, underneath dragging down to his ankle niche Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not look at him there is a hadith recorded in Abu Dawood Sharif where Absalallahu alayhi wasallam saw a companion performing salat he completed wuzu he came to the masjid and he was about to say Allahu Akbar Absalallahu alayhi wasallam said to him stop 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 go and do wuzu again he went he performed wuzu again again he was about to say Allahu Akbar Huzur alayhi wasallam said to him stop stop go and do wuzu again Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam ka hukam bai Aap sallallahu alayhi wasalam's order Sahaba would not say why Even if he had to go 100 times The companions would go He came again, did wuzu, was about to say Allahu Akbar Did not realize what his fault was Aap sallallahu alayhi wasalam says no no go and do wuzu again Hazrat Abu Huraira was sitting next to Huzur alayhi salam Talib ilm Talib ilm is talib ilm student They have this habit of asking that is why Musa Bai was saying that when I went to meet Marhum Maulana Abrarul Haqsab on his door between Asr and Maghrib in India, it said that no visitors allowed. No visitors? Now Musa Bai came from England. He knocked on the door and said, Hazrat, I am from England so and so. I want to come. I've come specially now to meet you and I'm going. Hazrat met him. He said to Musa Bai, Musa Bai, you know why I don't allow anybody to meet me from Asr to Maghrib? Because this is the time I have a list of questions from all the students, of all the students, while lecturing the hadith. They have questions in the mind and they have written all that ishkal. And in this time, Asr to Maghrib, I read all their questions and when I go back, I have to answer every student. I have to answer. So, student, student ka tamil. So Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala said, Ya Rasulullah, Sahabi has done wuzu several times. Why? Absalallahu said to him that he has done wuzu and he wants to perform salah, but his izar is very, very low. Allah does not accept the salat of that individual whose izar is as low as that. It's a bit difficult when you come in the masjid you lift up your izar 
Alhamdulillah, that is khair. But do it permanently. Kya kare? Do it permanently. Inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the tawfiq. Slowly, slowly, my respected brothers. The ulama has said, that this is a sign of kibr, takabbur. Those who have the trousers underneath, dragging down underneath, going down, passing the ankles all the way down, covering halfway down and covering the shoes, that is takabbur, that is kibr. The only ijazat was given to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. And this ijazat was only to him by Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The fuqaha ahnaf are very very strict about this. Another masla, my respected brothers, is when the Imam Saab finishes Surah Al-Fatiha, a lot of the Hanafis don't say Ameen. A lot of the Hanafis don't say. It is the Arab brothers who remind us constantly, they say Ameen. But yet our Hanafi brothers are, <laughs> let the Imam Saab work on his tongue. Ameen <laughs> bolna. It is a great sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The only difference is that some of the fuqaha say that to say Ameen loudly is sunnah and some of them say no, it is better to say it in a low voice. And Imam Abu Hanifa, the fuqaha Ahnaf say it is better to say it because it is a dua, it is better to say it in a low tone. So Ahista, make sure when the Imam Sab says Waladwalin in his Fajr, in his Maghrib, in his Isha, at least say Ameen. At least say, Ameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. There are so many other masail, inshallah, possibly uh, some other time when we talk on the subject of salat, we can cover all that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to make amal on what has been said. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك من الرزاق والجنة ونعوذ بك من غضبك والنار سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا رحمة الرحيم